That's that's the problem. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month in the Premier League. <laughs> yeah. We've seen it at least three times this year. And he says, I've never seen this mistake. Yes, you have. Or, or if you haven't, you're not watching. And that's why Southampton sucks. <laughs> All right, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast. Coming at you from Training Room Bravo, this is an excited David Smith. Scott Weeby. Yeah, why are you so deep? Man, I don't know. It is, listen, I just know this. When when every week we, we throw things out there, we give information, and I know that I am not too proud to gloat. And even though I know my place in the league right now is currently in the bottom half, our pod crushed crushed it last week. And look, hey, it might not happen again the rest of the year. Obviously, we hope not. Mm. But the amazing thing, Scott, and I want to gloat on you for a minute. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll accept that. For everyone out there listening, Scott used his wild card. And we, and we discussed this on the pod mm-hmm. last week. We That's discussed, right. eh, should we, should we not, whatever. Scott used his... his his wild card last week, Brian. And not only, like, when I looked at his lineup before the game started, I thought to myself, unbelievable. He used his wild card, and it is, like, exactly, Brian, what our podcast suggested last week. Well, in other words, like, if you could have put our podcast into a team on paper, that's exactly what Scott did with his wild card. Yep, it's true. And, Scott, what was your result? I dropped a 91. <laughs> I'm pretty pleased. 91 Not too good. shabby. Not even close. And I'm not sure anyone was that close to that. I, I think had it was at least 20 points yep. more. No, I had 87. He was in there. Oh, you had bottom. an 87? Right. I had 87 points. Unbelievable. What's, ex- what's exciting is I had a 91 leaving a clean sheet on my bench with Odomendi with, with at one. And, uh, I mean, there was, there was potential for more points in the yeah. squad. Anyways, it was fun. It was fun to see because it's always it's always fun to to see your calls sort of. My come my through. wild card choice is going to dictate a lot of what I say on this podcast because right. obviously that was my experience this past week, and I I, I just want to go out there and say that you know, kudos to us. Like we, it, 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 you're right. It is numerical proof. Well, it's true that Wait. at least for one week we knew what we were talking about. Scott, last week used yeah. the the sort of money ball ideas that our pod was throwing out there. In other words, like we were so much of what information we gave out was not just necessarily opinion, which sometimes it is obviously, but it was really heavily based in numbers, especially the three pods we we released oh, last week. It was information heavy, it was glorious. I thought we were great. And it came through That's and right. it truly paid off almost everyone that we we suggested or threw out there. And that we recommended had a great day. Even Jordan I, you got a goal, and I'm like, mm-hmm. unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, the better I, you, right? Yeah, Dave? yeah. Well, it's in my face, right? <laughs> Sorry, <That's> right. David. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna try to do it again tonight. All yeah. right, let's try to do it again. Yeah, we should get into the matches and get into this again so that we can try again. We will do that. We're gonna cover the ten matches from this past weekend. Is only we can game week twenty three in the Premier League season. Uh, as we go through all 10 matches, giving you our fantasy soccer slash fantasy football analysis, we're going to include all the fun segments that you know and love. Now, maybe not all of them, but quite a few of them, guys. I'm going to let you know right now, I've got a fantasy half point to give out. Yeah, wonderful. In a very interesting place. Okay. 
curious. Uh, we're going to give Dave a, an opportunity to have a moment yeah. to lament his club's 2-1 loss to uh, Bournemouth. Up, up the cherries? Yeah, up the cherries. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to throw in a manager quote of the week that's going to tell us everything that's wrong with Southampton. I think I fig- finally figured out what's wrong with Southampton, Brian. I won't be here for that, but the manager quote of the week will tell us everything we need to that's know. That's going to be on his potty break. There's a yeah, right. There's a Scott stat of the day that's going to keep you from chasing goals. Those of you listening, excellent. At home. Okay. Uh, I thought it'd be appropriate to bring back the Cameron Jerome wasteful player of the yeah. week award this week, uh, namely because uh, there's Cameron Jerome news to discuss. Yes. And of course, everyone's favorite. How to say with Brian J that could not be more timely. And that, I mean, I thought I couldn't look forward to this segment more sure. than, than before, than yeah. last time we did it. Right, right, right. No, I, I really want to hear this oh, one. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, you're going to love it. Brian gave us some teasers on Slack. <laughs> yeah. Sponsor us Slack. And uh, I cannot wait to hear what he's got. Let's do it. All right, so let's cover these matches, shall we? On to the matches. Liverpool 4, Manchester City 3, 7 goal scorers. Let me just run through them for your listening pleasure. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, Roberto Firmino, Sadio Mane, and Mo Salah for the winners. Leroy Sané, Bernardo Silva, Ilkay Gundogan for the citizens. You know what that applause is for, Scott? That's for Liverpool, I hope. No, that is the... That is for the... That's for the Invincibles. That's the Invincibles clap because now they can... Their legacy will continue. And with that victory, we can officially say the title race is... Still over. (laughs) That is exactly right. This match decided nothing. But as Arlo White, the number one play-by-play announcer for NBC Sports here in the United States, as he said at the end of the match before kicking it over to the NBC Sports studio, it was a privilege to watch this match. No doubt. No doubt. I thought that was perfectly stated. What what a game. Both teams. I I mean, honestly, if you could draw it up for any Americans fans who – in the world that that uh, I kind of watch soccer during World Cup time. Right. If you could have grabbed one of those people and sat them down and had them watch this game, and or if they ever wanted to see what a football game looked like, this is the game I want people. I to I don't watch. know. I would have liked the goals to be more evenly distributed. <laughs> Ironically, <the> most <laughs> of the goals were scored by people without fantasy relevance. Oh, uh, you say that. Let's take a look at the at the fantasy relevance well, of this, shall we? So, if you look at Liverpool's goals, you mean the goals, city goals? That's, you're saying that as a yes. you're saying well, that no. as well, city and I mean Salah and Sane both are are going to be in fantasy lineups. But the other guys, well, Firmino a little bit. Firmino's on the rise. I don't think many people yeah. have been playing Mane yet. I don't right? know if yet. you remember our podcast that we just talked about at the beginning of <laughs> right, the show sure. and how much we talked about Roberto, Roberto Firmino. Firmino. That's true. <laughs> oh, Bobby, that, that's fair. That's fair. So maybe I'm over. Maybe I'm I'm overhyping. If that anything, I would say that Liverpool's goals are a reflection of fantasy lineups. Uh, and the, old, the the first one maybe being the least fantasy relevant, but that's where the discussion should begin at this point, right? With Coutinho out, his first match out, yep. no longer a member of Liverpool, is Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain the one to benefit? Uh, FPL managers sure think so, because as of this very moment, Ox- Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain's ownership is up to 2.5%, and he is... How, cur- how many transfers He in? is currently the... Ninth most transferred in player hmm. in all of FPL with just under 50,000 transfers in. 
in the last since this game week has ended. That's a little surprising. I thought it'd be a little bit higher. And and for me, what makes him valuable is first of all, the last four games is an eight, one, and a two, and then a twelve. Okay, so right. those numbers are, are pretty good. And then uh, and his price at a five point six. Yeah, you wonder playing, how much playing with a, in a Liverpool offense that is producing massive goals. It's true. Right? They're scoring in bunches right now. And, and you have to wonder how much his ownership is going to be held down by his fellow attacking options. You know, if you already true. have Salah and Firmino, do you go for Alex mm, Oxlade-Chamberlain? Well, I, I find it really interesting. I, I'm sure it's reflective of the price. But I'm a little surprised, even at the price, that Sadio Mane is not even on the page. And I'm looking at a decently big browser <laughs> window 20, right 20 now. <laughs> You're 20 and there, there is absolutely no Mane uh, like, you, on the first uh, page of uh, transfers okay. in of yeah. all, you know, for obviously for all positions. But, I mean, there are people, I'm looking at it right now, more people have transferred Mark Albrighton into their team right now than have transferred in Sadio Mane. I get it if he's over $9, but still, I mean, I feel like, I feel like to the point that we talked about last time with Liverpool, I don't see that there's a not benefit here. Is and that a so, word? Yeah, well, no, I just, uh, that was because the question last time, Scott, was specifically who benefits most? Is there a key benefit here? Yeah. And Scott's, Dave, you'll remember this exactly because Scott's answer, I said who benefits the most, and Scott's answer was Yes, it's <laughs> true. It's true. So that was his answer, and and Scott's answer to the to show that we did know what we were talking about last time is that the that he was right. The answer was yes. Uh, I guy. felt great about having Firmino back in the lineup because I have no other Liverpool coverage. Hmm. I, you know, Mane is expensive, so is Salah. But at this point, I don't know how you can. Well, I don't yeah, know how you can pick wrong, and then. Yeah. When you click at that fixture list and you look at game weeks 24 through 38, and you yeah. look at Liverpool's schedule. It's pretty. It is something. Yeah. No, it is pretty. Uh, here's the problem with Mane, though, right? He did score, but he's up against people like, you know, Erickson, who scored this past week, Sterling at an 8.9, 0.4 billion dollars less, and Mares at an 8.6, and then even his own... Well, not his own teammate. What's wrong with me? Sané at 8.4, Sterling's teammate. No, uh, yeah, but, no. But he is transferred in. I mean, it's not like it's a bad I mean, it's not saying that he's not transferred in at all. I mean, people are he is a he is a plus on the transfers, but I think people just kind of have their eyes on them with their eyebrows raised. Is he worth with the increased his increased value? Uh is it worth going after him when these other guys cheaper cheaper than him, kind of in the same range, have been producing Really well, fantasy wise. To me, I I get it. I think I, I mean I would say it seems maybe too obvious to say his goal scoring threat is significantly higher than say Oxlade Chamberlain. Yes, but is it is it four pounds higher? No. Uh, or you just say like you could if if Mane uh, yeah, no, does have really some kind point. if he gets back to the form he had at the very beginning of the season and he goes back to like a goal every other week or or so, uh, I feel like people will change their minds on this. And but I think the big thing is he's only Mane is seven point three percent owned. I don't see how he's not 
I don't see how he's not a very high goal scoring threat guy at a really great differential ownership rate. You know though how you know, in order to get a lot of clicks on your website uh, in Google searches, you got to show up on page one. Like no one goes past page one of a Google search. Do you think that there's? Hear me out on this. Do you think maybe it's a thing where because Mane's overall points are still down based on the season that he's had, people just don't see him. People just aren't seeing yeah. him. Maybe, be. maybe. But honestly, I just think they're they're better, cheaper. Yeah, guys. And if and psychologically, just, sorry to cut you off there, Brian. No, but psychologically, no. if I'm already investing ten pounds in a Liverpool midfielder, right. I'm going to struggle to invest nine more in another Liverpool midfielder. Right. No yes. matter how good he is, or like right now for me. The $9 I'm spending on Roberto Firmino, which now feels more and more like a steal. Right. No, I agree. Back to the way it was whenever he was scoring a lot at the very beginning of the season. Uh, that's definitely preferable. I'm not saying I'm rushing out right now to go grab Sadio Mane. What I'm saying is he's still Sadio Mane. They have a massive hole to fill. 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 Phil. I see what you're doing there. Sure. I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, I got you. P H I L. Yeah, sure. I got I picked it. up on that. What I'm saying is I think the 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 point still stands from before. They still need they need the presence. They need the attacking force. And those are the guys. Salafermino Mane are the guys. So still needs to go through them. Obviously, I think in in terms of, you know, preference, it's you know, it's still Salafermino at anyone else, but I don't see if Firmino is a bad or a, uh, Mane is a bad option. Let's talk about City's goal scorers now, or uh, the guys who didn't score. Maybe a better put because, as Dave mentioned, a little bit of a surprising uh, score line on the City side uh, potentially. Sane, obviously, that's got to be a welcome sight for his owners, but which Aguero, have dropped to nearly not many. Say again? I said, which has dropped to not many. And I can say that as one who formerly owned him. Yeah. Going Aguero, into last week, I owned him. Aguero, KDB, and owners of those guys, not getting much this time around. Just the assist from Aguero. But, yeah, I mean, I think this, I think, I thought maybe there might be something with, you know, Sterling finally getting to play against Liverpool. And, you know, maybe, maybe he would show up a little bit differently. But, I mean, it just... I think it just turned so quickly. It just seemed like they just got smoked. Like they're, they, and then, <laughs> the, and then it was Anfield, just recovery. Brian. Well, no, I know what that. Do you expect? What, I mean, Sané's shot was ridiculous. Yes, it was. Any of those three goals could have missed. Those first three could, and even Salah's fourth. I mean, they were all well, clinical finishes. Yes, that on another night could have missed, and this would have been a 3-1 loss, and we'd be talking about how City continues to roll. Yeah. I mean, the, the finishing was there, especially, as you mentioned, Brian, with Mane's goal. What I was going to say is I don't think, I don't think this changes anything yeah. about Manchester City. I, yeah, I agree. Not one thing. The only question I think for, for folks would be, as long as there's the, the mystery surrounding David Silva... Could you go for Gundogan? Thinking that Gundogan is going to be in there probably more often than not. Because Silva was just not... Silva was... I, was he? Did he have an illness, I think? No, remember? It was a, it was a baby. No, no, I know. But he was on the team this time. He uh, was there. He oh. was just on the bench. Got you. Got so you, got what you. I'm saying is, like, 
as long as there's the as long as there's the stuff going on with with Silva, I feel like Gundogan is a is a consideration, but I feel like they're you know that's just one of those guys. I feel like there are probably other options around the five dollar range that you would rather go for. That's good. Uh, as part of my wild card, oh. I did finally do it. By the way, yeah, sold Kevin DeBrowna. Yeah, sold him high. Yeah, yeah. No, there's no harm in that. Yeah, I, I think he's going to score quite a few points. Anyone still holding on to those points? They may benefit. Did you, did you add Sterling? I'm surely you got a city player. I I added Aguero to my front line. Okay. Yeah. Alongside Kane. Yeah. I'm pretty good about that. Um, I want to bring up something about Aguero here in a second, but I did think it it worth mentioning. Someone Brian was back in the city lineup. John Stones ownership update. Uh, I'm not going to be mad at all about people adding John Stones right no. now. He's uh, a 5.4, talk- but I need to know. But we can talk a little bit more about it, especially because of uh, especially because of an injury that happened during the game. Oh. That I think, I mean, he was already a key a key piece. Yeah. There's no there's no denying that. There's no fear of him losing a spot to say company or. or Right or Danilo Stones. or anyone like Stones, yes, right, John yes. Stones yes. and Otamendi are are if they're essential. healthy and Kyle Walker. Those if, three say are essential. If they hel- if they're healthy, they're playing. It's just that Fabian Delve left at thirty minutes mm-hmm. for uh, for City. I know he's listed as a midfielder. But However, he's been playing defender, but because them. he's you know because he is that coverage in the defensive midfield, right. uh, that probably is going to make them shuffle a little bit. It could make I think Danilo is the guy who could come in. Uh, at least in the sh- in the short term, while Delph is injured, so it's just one of those things. Uh, you were you're asking about John Stones. I am. We are way off topic by talking about Fabian Delph. Uh, Dave, John Stones. I'm gonna say that this is back to uh, this is wrong. <laughs> this is wrong on the bad on the this shouldn't be this low. It shouldn't be this low. He's only four percent owned. Wow. Now I know, I know that he missed like ten matches there, but he's five point four. That's my point. John that- Stones is five point four, and he is—he must play for them. Must. Scott is shaking his head, and I don't know why. Maybe he's looking at something on his phone. And he's not listening to us. Listen, four percent would have been the proper John Stones ownership update last year. But not this year when City has been as good as they have been and there have not been letting in many goals. Now, Otamendi, Scott, were you nervous when Otamendi put one off the the, the crossbar? Uh, I wasn't you would have been happy to see it because that was yeah. more points. Overcome the negative one. <laughs> right. Uh, I was nervous at 4-3 and then to the end of the match, but not until that point. Yeah. Now, even Oda- at one one, even at one one, I mean, there's still a second half to play. Odomendi, I'm saying that Odomendi has the. I mean, he's he's taking all, the most shots of any. You know, he and Alonso are like the two most attacking defenders. John Stones isn't. He's. In, I don't think he's going to get anywhere near Odomendi. But five point four to get a to get a, a guy who. I mean, it's still the same. He's still there in set pieces, it's yep. the same as any other yep. defender. I know any big center back is going to play up front when there's a corner kick. I'm just saying. I don't. I think 5.4 to get John is a Stones steal. is very nice considering. I, I agree. Sad, but I won't argue. 
Manchester United 3, Stoke nil. The goals coming from Antonio Valencia, Anthony Martial, and Romelu Lukaku. Hey, Brian. Brian, Pog back. Paul Pogba had two assists. Brian, Brian, who raved about Paul Pogba last week? All I said was <laughs> Paul Pogba as a guy who in this very season at one point yeah. had the highest points per match of any player in FPL if he got the 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 freedom to go forward he there isn't a guy less than $9 who could touch Pogba for the rest of the season. I don't think he has a, a responsibility when when they have possession. In other you know words, what he he goes know, everywhere. You know where he's you know what he's kind of doing? He's kind of he's kind of debroning the the midfield yeah. for Manchester United right now with a little bit more attacking freedom like to get actually get into the box to actually take shots close. Is this going to continue though? Mourinho has a tendency to oh, I don't want to say overreact, but he will definitely change on a whim depending on who the next opponent is. Wait, well, is there any I, way that we I know Pogba if, is Pogba. If that kid's healthy, if he's healthy, He's playing. It's just like Mourinho would always. No, did he ever sit? Yeah, but he could, be, he could be sitting back. Did he back. ever sit? He, he, yeah, the, the worst thing that could happen to him, and and even in this lineup, though, I think this was the lineup where when they announced it, when they showed the the lineups pre-match, they have him on paper lined up next to Matic, deeper. So the fact that he was that like there there is no script for him then. So. That was the question Robbie Musto talked about it. I feel like it's been I feel like it's been a point of discussion for the past three Manchester United matches. Is why isn't this guy given more freedom to go forward? If he can go forward, he should. Yeah. And so that was the first thing they talked about even prior to this match. So against Stoke, where it's like, hey, Stoke City's they're they're letting the the manager's son play it left wing back for them today because they don't have anyone left. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they hardly had anyone out there. And so then when it's like, oh great, he's going to play in defensive midfield with Matic. I was like, great. He's this this is going to be another yeah. dud performance for Pogba. Nope. I mean, the thing that's not sustainable is Antonio Valencia scoring from outside the box. Yeah. Nice nice goal. Really nice goal, but Martial scoring from where he did not not out of the question, which we can talk about. He Martial should be doing that more. What that's, I'm saying is, like, to, for his owners, Pogba, Pogba did make runs into the box. Pogba is obviously, you know, he's making the passes. He's making perfect passes. He's the Martial he, goal is an example. He is playing really, really well right now, and that's the reason why Pogba is one of the most transferred. He's already up to eight. And Dave, you're right. Uh, you said it. Uh, the all that, that furious clicking, clicking yeah. and clacking you're hearing now is managers scrambling to try to get him before his price goes much above eight. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. It, I guaranteed. We often say this tomorrow. His price, I would guess, will be. And we're recording this Tuesday night. I, w- I, I would guess on Wednesday his price would be at eight point one. It's got to be close. Uh, disappointing for Lingard. I mean, that's the only that's the only bad thing out in of the, all of in this, this is, game. Yes, yeah. Is Fantasy Lingard wise, did it, Lingard did has been had been really hot. Uh, it's I'm not changing my mind 
on him. He is, is a bargain and a steal at, uh, well, I got him as a 6.1. He's probably up to a 6.2 now, I imagine. Yeah, but what about the segment 6. that... 6.3. What about the segment that we yeah. like to call... 6.4. <laughs> Whoa, he's up to 6.4? Yeah. What about the segment we like to call, do you have the guts to own Anthony Martial? No. Does any... I, I mean, I'm answering no. you. No, I don't. No, no way. That is some guts. Not not when you have Pogba and Lingard in the in the same area, yeah, right? I mean, he's third he's, on his own no, team at that position. Right. He's the exact same price. But he keeps doing this. This is exactly the Anthony Martial that everyone keeps everyone keeps wanting. They this is the Martial everyone has wanted. Uh, is, uh, is the goal scoring Martial the aggressive, crazy Martial? No. Let, let me let me do, let me do this. Did I one. click on the right name? He has eleven and twelve points in the last two weeks. Yes, but he yeah. has a he has a he has ninety eight points overall. That's shocking. To okay, me. that's fine. Eleven and twelve in his last two matches, but then the six matches prior, he had a combined score of twelve. I get right. it. So the question is, what is going to come for? Like, what what's in the near future? And to me, I don't have the guts to count on. It might digits. be just playing time. I don't know, though, man. Look at the names immediately behind him, <laughs> kind of down the list, and I feel like. He has more points than Alexis Sanchez. He has more points than Eden Hazard. And you I know, know but, but I know I get I know. their names, but you're not owning them either. Well, no, but uh, here, we can talk about that too. And their schedule to. coming up is not great. At Burnley, which they're down, but it's still at Turf more than at Spurs after that. And, and three matches later, Chelsea. Yeah. And and they still play Liverpool and City and, and Arsenal. Coming up and coming up. And you can guarantee Mourinho will be taking the Champions League seriously because they all probably know they're not True. catching City in... Right now, my money's not on United to finish second. I, I don't know what that's going to do for the I don't think anyone fantasy. cares about finishing second. I, I agree. I think they just care about finishing top four at this I point. Totally agree. Right? Totally Especially since first place is locked up. Uh, I to agree. Totally agree. But so, so, FA Cup? That's going to have fantasy relevance. If they're not performing in the league, that means that we're, we're going to see that affect fantasy scores. You're right. And guys like Martial, the question is... Marshall might be play? losing his starting position tomorrow. Will they play in the cup? Will, <laughs> if Sanchez, who's playing in the cups and in the championship? If Sanchez league? comes over, if he does, oh, let's assume he'll go right into the starting lineup. Yeah, now you got four United midfielders to talk yeah. about. Where's where where is Sanchez playing? I don't know. It probably will just be really annoying. It, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, maybe. And I, I get it. They were in three different competitions still. Sanch but I play fantasy in one of them. Oh, well, thanks for clearing that up for us. Well, um, what, the question, if you have to ask, what do I do, I don't go near that. There's there's enough guys at eight pounds in the midfield. I'm no, I fine. agree. No, I'm just saying. I feel yeah, like it's, it's, it sure is a <laughs> heck of a lot of points for a guy who feels like he goes from he can play 11 minutes or he can play 79 yes. minutes. I agree completely. It just kind of depends. Uh, How good are you at the lottery? That's, uh, that's, that's what that's, that's all about. De Gea... Phil Jones, Chris Smalling, and now Valencia again. Take your pick. Cover yourself with Manchester United at with any of those guys. Uh, with well, you, named, you named a, a, a full, you know, three guys I can buy just in the back. Now, what do I do about these midfielders if I'm going to fill up with defense? I know. Well, I'm I'm fully loaded on Manchester United right now. But it's two midfielders and De Gea. Yeah. But Phil Jones. Interesting. Phil Jones. Well, De Gea is the, the to me was the 
I'm he's, fully, he's well, still he was still two. as like I, since I didn't get in and Phil Jones and I would have sold him when he got hurt anyway. Uh, De Gea was the basically the cheapest other way to to get in there, and I did that. Luke, a long time. Well, Luke Shaw at four point nine right now is interesting. Luke, Shaw, Luke Shaw might with Ashley Young coming back. Yeah, there's some expectation that he will not be playing. Do you own Pogba and Lingard? I do. Okay, I've got Jones and Lingard, and I yeah. have Jones and Lingard. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, very interesting. There's not one good thing to say about Stoke City, and there's no. There is it, no. It's true. There is no sunshine anywhere they, they on. They better horizon. be careful. They don't get relegated. Uh, do you remember last week, Dave, uh, in one of our three shows when we were talking about Stoke? It was actually the favorite, my favorite part of our pods last week. Oh yeah. When uh, I referred to uh, Mark Hughes as the biggest <laughs> in the Premier League. <laughs> yeah. Sure. How could I forget? I mean, it, it was true. He is a big. <laughs> uh, I don't think there is a bigger <laughs> than Mark Hughes. Sure. Uh, in fact, uh, he deserves the title of biggest mm. Premier League. Have I added about five minutes to your production at this yeah, point? Sure, probably. Yeah, okay. No problem. Well, he's been replaced. Yeah. Now we know Paul Lambert yep. is replacing him. I'm not hopeful that that's going to be enough. He was fourth choice. We all know this. He was fourth choice. I'm a little, little nervous. Boy, you would have been so torn if your favorite, if oh. your favorite manager. No, I wouldn't have been torn. I'd been all in. Yeah. I'd been all in on Stoke City if that yeah. had happened. Kike Sanchez Flores. And I, will always love you. If only. Pod if favorite. Only. Beautiful man. He turned it down. He was the first choice, turned it down. Paul Lambert takes over. We'll see what he does in the January window. There's still nothing, as you mentioned, Brian, to talk about. Um, and by the way, I am aware that calling Mark Hughes a big <laughs> makes me a big <laughs> for all sure. the production work that you're going to have to do. No worries. That. Sorry about that. Easy. Uh, I do have my fantasy half point in this match before we move on. I wow. want to give my honorary meaningless fantasy half point to Romelu Lukaku. Back in our pods last week, I referred to him as, quote, an effing head case, uh-huh. end quote. And I, I just, I like to read into things sometimes. And I did that again with his goal and subsequent celebration of his goal. If you noticed, he scored and then started to walk away. And then I, I think in his mind, I saw a thought bubble over his head when, yeah. on my highlight video that said, oh, I need to celebrate or else that's going to be the matter of discussion. And so he jumps in the air and does a fist pump. And then he... Gets he really surrounded is. by teammates. He really is a head case. He, I, I, I think he, is. he when whose whose face did he get into at one point? He got into was it or was it Martin's Indy? There there was a point where he reacted to something that seemed minimal, and so then all I could think is is, is is are they like getting in his head? And then he had like an explosion of a like he was just so like filled with rage happiness when he scored his goal that it took him a second to react, but like. Come on, man. What's going on? What's, well, what is going on inside that head of his? For what I interpreted as a fake celebration, I want to go ahead and give him my honorary fantasy half point for thinking all of that through in what was an important moment for him. Yeah, very important. Chelsea nil, Leicester nil. No goals, just a double yellow, subsequent red card for one Ben Chilwell. This is something else, man, because... Chelsea right now are in 
strong drawing form. <laughs> um, they're tired. Three of the last five Premier League matches draws. Four of their last five in all competitions draws. Draw against Norwich. No- you get, uh, get including to, against Norwich. Get to replay Norwich. Yes. So fun for all of you Chelsea fans. Has to be a blast that you get to rewatch that and hope that they don't <laughs> somehow blow it because they probably easily could have in that one. Um, I think what's surprising if you watch the highlights in this match, how many of them are Leicester coming close to scoring on Chelsea yeah. at Stamford Bridge and not the other way around. Um, They're tired. Eden Hazard. Why? Played 57 minutes. Okay. So the FPL, I feel like, is a bit, um, oh, I don't know. I don't want to use, a, I don't want to use any negative uh, mental illness uh, jabs against them. <laughs> but uh, basically, they can't make up their minds, uh, to put it nicely. Well. Because what I'm saying is he keeps getting plugged as this is the time. This is the time. You want to get Eden Hazard in, this is the time. He's showing form, this is the time. <laughs> Plays 57 minutes, crushes you if you have if you have him. And then Antonio Conte's comments this week, not in September or October, this week, Antonio Conte says, we are talking about a player that recently had a bad injury in his ankle. When you have this type of situation, you have to manage this. He missed preseason with us. We are trying to find the best way. What are you talking about? What? A bad ankle injury? He had ankle surgery in the summer. <laughs> That's why well, he missed. I'm saying, like, at this point, you're you're talking about like this is this is six months later. This is a long time in, and he's been playing a good bit. I get that they're fatigued. I get that. Come on. Is this he is, protecting Hazard, or is Hazard's ankle really affecting his weekly performances? I don't know. Yeah. The thing is... The fact that I can't answer that... Right. ...tells your me answer, right? this is not the time for Eden Hazard. No. Now, I have, and like a lot of people do, and I, as I watch uh, Alvaro Morata's price continue to drop, Right. <laughs> the difficulty is Morata's not the one suffering here in minutes. If Hazard's performance is way down, it seems like they have the they have the legs. Willian and Pedro can yep. be the legs there. Yep. So to me, it's really, really hard with their schedule to give up on Murata. And I'm this like looking at especially this week, they play Brighton, then they play against Bournemouth, then Watford, then West Brom. Like you have four in a row where it's like if they scored four in each of those, it wouldn't be shocking. But right now, they just cannot kick a ball into the net, and that's well, that's disconcerting. It just makes the it just makes Alonso and Azpilicueta, who both got bonus points in this match, uh, it just it seems like it makes their value. Uh, it, like it doesn't matter what dollar amount they are. It just makes those guys so much. It, like just there's such stability this season with those two guys. That's good. Um, you know, it's interesting. I, I mentioned I was going to bring up the, my wild card, my play of the second half wild card in this pod. It's largely going to define the rest of my season because Morata was sold. He was one yeah. of my eight casualties on my wild card. 
I uh, found a way to put the money together for Aguero in his place. Right. And uh, I, the schedule is favorable. I mean, I could go down from Aguero to Murata at any time, especially since Jesus is coming back in a couple of weeks. Yeah, now can't wait we to know. talk about that. And uh, and so that's always possible if he finds his form again. But I don't know. Murata, this is his first year in the Premier League, and we've talked about that with other guys. He seems to be showing signs of not being able to keep that consistency in England yeah. like we sometimes see among first-year players. As good as he's been, too, right now I think he would make the all uh, – goes down way too easy team for the season. <laughs> mm. And I know I feel like I hear someone I feel like I hear any commentator at any point in any Chelsea match say that exact thing like oh that's just too easy. You're just going down way too easy. Yeah. So when I see that I just think you know may, you know it could be that could just be you know other guys get fouls whenever they flop down like that why aren't I getting calls when I flop down like that? To your La Liga point, usually, Dave. Yeah, sure. Well, soft, I didn't want to bring that up. But, I mean, come on. <laughs> soft former La Liga guys. Hey, but anyway, I just feel like it's. I just feel like that was something that's. It's a little. Uh, it's a little difficult to navigate with them right it, now. If it wasn't for Raheem Sterling being on that club, Murata would be MVP. <laughs> Can I bring up a player we probably haven't brought up before? Okay, who Dave? These are always interesting conversations yeah. on our podcast. He's a defender for Ch- for Chelsea. Okay. Antonio, and I don't know if I'm saying this Rudiger. correctly, Rudiger. Yep. Yeah. That guy is the cheapest just about Chelsea defender that's been playing consistently yep. at a 5.9. His last four games that he has started and played, 6-6, six, 14-6. Six, and six. Aha. You said a key phrase there, though, Dave. He did that not he play. he has started and played. He, did, he has played four out of the last five. Yep, and also, if you go back a little further, five of the last eight. Understood. Yes, he is, uh, just like every Chelsea defender, I mean, he is a good option when he's playing. Well, Azpilicueta and Alonso are always playing. Right now, he he is essentially the fourth center back in that squad. So Cahill maybe being out, Rudiger might yep. get more playing time. You might be you might be stumbling Ru- upon. No, Rudiger was playing this yeah. week. Yes, Rudiger but he started. is behind. Cahill was playing, but he is behind Christensen. Christensen right, as Christensen well. wouldn't have probably stepped foot on the field this time if it wasn't for Cahill going Cahill down. leaving at thirty three minutes. So there, but Rudiger though has been behind him when all of those guys have been available, and so I actually owned Antonio Rudiger. Until I sold him as part of my wild card play this okay, week, yeah. uh, did not get much benefit from him because again he missed that Arsenal match a couple of match weeks ago, and uh, and I hadn't had him that long. I actually bought him and and kind of second guessed it immediately and couldn't wait to get rid of him. So I, I don't blame anyone for buying him. Just know what you're getting, and if you own him, I'd say, do you own Phil Jones? Go down to Phil Jones. Yeah, do that. That's or that's going to be better for or you. Or John more. Stone. Hey, Leicester City. Or John Stones, but I can't say those <laughs> words. Leicester City. Leicester City. They're worth mentioning. They yeah. got a few mentionable players. Mares no, could have scored Lester, this one. Dave, this cannot be said enough times. Leicester City's schedule for the rest of the season is good, and you can pick anyone. Albrighton. Mares, I think you could have Vardy, any of them. Let me ask Chilwell. you a question, Brian. Yeah. And Dave, if you want to get in on this, feel free. We're about to discuss Spurs next. If you own Sun, would you rather own Mares or Sun? Oh, geez. Right now? Yep. Oh, that's not fair. I mean, 
I want to. I'm. I would have Juarez. Right now, oh, I want Son. But I mean, and I own Juarez. But and I own Son. Right, but both. I feel like both is the answer. Yeah. If you can get there, right? I mean, if you can get there with the price, yes. That, but that's not hard to get there. Mares is at I a. Would, Mares as it is. If you are also own Salah, like everybody else, Mares preferable to Vardy as attacking players go. If you really need, if there, if you, if you want to get, you know, if you need a fifth guy, yeah, Mark Albrighton for sure. Wait, is he in Chelsea? No, no Albrighton's not. in Leicester. You drink silly. Oh, Danny drink. Yeah. I'm confusing my blonde-headed white guys. English, Leicester, English former man. and or current Leicester players. No, Mark Albrighton for sure. I, I would say you know those guys are preferable, but Casper uh, Schmeichel, Superman, seven saves, three bonus points for for them. Harry Maguire. Uh, oh, great own. An amazing own. own. Right now. Yep. Speaking of guys who you should have instead of Antonio Rudiger, Dave. <laughs> That's true. Uh, even now with his price up, what a steal Harry Maguire has been for the over the course of the season since he started at $5. It's true. 5.4 now. Anyway. Listen, Sun's been great, and I don't want to take away from that. Remember Maybe you cannot. Don't even try. We talked about don't, Sun. Don't poo-poo him. We well, haven't even talked to him, talked we'll talk about about him yet. we about in a minute. You're right. Fair enough. Uh, listen, Marez, Marez has been great, and Mark Albrighton for the price is at a 5.6. He's really good, too. I, I don't see where you go wrong owning any of those four Leicester players. I like Albrighton if you need a discount fifth midfielder that you're okay putting in that 12th spot in your lineup, first spot on your bench. I think that's the perfect place for Albrighton. If he happens to do something and one of your starters sits, then you get those points. Uh, I'm a little hesitant to put him in the same category as Mares or even Vardy. Uh, certainly. Oh, no, uh, I'm not putting him in the same no, category. No. But I'm just saying... There's a place for him. There is. Yeah, I'm with you. Sure. Tottenham 4, Everton nil. Clean sheet for Spurs. Son, speaking of, scoring uh, a goal alongside Harry Kane times two and Christian Eriksen getting in on it as well. Everton they, have problems again. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and Sam. Sam was Sam was mean in his post-game press conference. I mean, he was basically saying that his team gave up, which is exactly what the previous two managers yeah. of Everton have said this year too. That uh, that new manager bump is a thing of the past, yeah. and it's a good thing they've got the points that they've got, and there's so many clubs between them and the bottom. But I, I have to say this. They're going to be okay. There is a big... Okay. You keep saying... We, we, we've been saying that off and on. I'm going to continue to say that. There's a big... <laughs> Six, although Arsenal is almost closer to seven yeah, at this no point. Kidding, right? But there's a big six. Then you've got you've got Burnley and Leicester. Yep. And then you have twelve. The distance between Everton at ninth and eighteenth place is seven points. Yeah. yeah. So you've got six, two, and twelve. And I got to be honest with you, I'll hand the title over to City. But we had what you could you could have you could call this past match. You could say that you had essentially three relegation six-pointers because yeah. there's that many clubs in the yeah. bottom of the table, and Everton is at the top of that pile. What what is what is shocking is in the past three matches, they've conceded eight goals. In the seven matches prior to that, which started with them killing West Ham with Sam Allardyce just after he was announced, 
they conceded two goals. Two goals in the seven prior to this, like, you know, giving up eight. And I know, obviously, four of those are Spurs goals. But, man, I do, is, is their only option here to get more defensive just to, just to in a, like, pack it in, just say we are not going to give up this many goals anymore and that's it. If we score, we score. If not, so be it. We're just not going to give up a ton of goals. Uh, Sam's quotes would seem to indicate that. He talked about addressing the defense first. He says, we, we've, we've neglected our defense and we try to go out and get a result, and as a result, we're not getting results. Mm. Something like that. And so I think you're going to see. I'm not bailing on Kenny. No. I wouldn't recommend anyone bail not, on Holgate yet. I, uh, yeah, well. So but I, don't play him. Yeah, but I own Kenny. And I, Listen, I feel like I can save some money if I drop down to you can't, Holgate. I can you, can't drop a, you can't drop a ton. But there are other guys that we can talk about in a little bit oh. who are in the same price range that I think right now they're equally risky as what with with maybe more upside cuz sure. right now this is like you stay away. Yeah. No, this is keep him on your bench. Yeah, like, that's what this is. You have a guy who's going to play, you John know, you yeah. know he's going to play exactly. and he's cheap. Yeah, and I've I had him in the second spot on my bench. Right. He got a zero. We, no harm done. Did we this all week. buy him when he was 4.2? Was that just me? No, I think it was, was that you. I, had him, I, 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 I think I got him at a four point four. Yeah, I got him at either four point two or four point three. Uh, that's a good. Then you need so, to sell right now. Well, no, it's not. <laughs> but you don't get a lot. That's the problem. No, you don't get. A, you don't get the full bonus. The point one doesn't go very far anyway. Um, Jordan Pickford uh, had six saves. It does nothing for his total points. He's had fifteen saves in the past three matches, but two points per match. You're not going to score any real points whenever you're conceding a million goals. No. You can't do it. And everyone was running to Pickford in that big stretch of those seven matches when they were going bonkers. He was the high. He he was he scored the most points of any goalkeeper in that stretch, uh, with good reason. They were they were he was scoring like ten points per game. Rooney has been ice cold in five matches. Yeah, when he's played, Rooney. I, I mean, he he went through three matches, eight eight and thirteen, and then his last five, two of which he did not play, zero zero. One one one, and he's yeah. playing deeper. He's playing, as and a, then our as how to say guy jumps straight into the lineup. Like Diaz and Calvert Lewin are are not. I mean, those guys are just those guys are just come off the bench guys. They'll start here and there. Which probably. we told everyone sell yeah, DCL cannot, last week. Yeah, now least, is the time to sell DCL. At least, and I I did. That was part of my wild card, not to beat the point. Over yeah. the head here, <laughs> sure. but you no. know, if you went from DCL to Jordan Ayew somehow with your third striker, you won this week. Yeah. Like, that was immediate gratification for that move. The only, my only regret was not captaining Harry Kane. Really? Yeah. I well, guess, I, I yeah, I guess, Lingard, I guess not, Dave. I captain Lingard, and and it, you know, this week it didn't work, right? But I mean, I, I feel like I don't I'll, know though why you're taking the captaincy off of Kane or Salah. Any, I, I get why you, I get. I, I, no, I do get why you're doing it because you're trying to find differential with your captain. You've been doing that since you dropped to the bottom of the standings. Right, right. I totally understand. And yet, I think you've got to keep it on Kane or Salah. And the, really, the question is, which one does better which week? That's the only gamble. You should have captained captain a, a hammer this week. No, yeah, that's true. Well, we'll, we'll get to them. Um, every guy that matters did something in this, in this game. I and I love the fact guy. that Deli Ali is not on that list. Deli is. 
Really? No, they got an assist. Well, that's yeah, not. Scott, it's not lot. great. Scott, you're such a hater. Listen, such a, I am. I don't think he. Why do you hate delis? There are two they have great sandwiches. <laughs> okay, Son, Erickson, and Kane. Those no. are my three Spurs. Right. If you want me to you would, list yes. them, and I'll put two defenders in front of Ali at this point, and a goalkeeper. Ali is the seventh most. Yeah, I'll say it. I'll, yeah, I'm I'm good with that. He's the he's seventh on my he's list the of Spurs. Only guy, he's the only guy who hasn't had an explosion for them yet. And I don't see it coming. Could. It could. It could. Of course Scott, it could. I don't see Scott, it coming. I, I want to reference this. Ali's last five matches. Go ahead. Eight, 15, 8, 2, and 6. That's now pretty you, good. <laughs> and you can poop on that all you want. Belly could, could be. That's better than I thought. Listen. That's fair. And, no. and, Belly, and, I, and I'll give Belly you. Belly is just getting sold no and sold and sold. And he's going to keep getting sold because of all the cheaper guys that are out there. Yeah. And, he's still not. And, he, and he's. And he's. He's expensive he, at night. He could be really, really good. He could be really good. Look, I'm just saying the last five are. Good. I'll give you. I'll give you the last five because I didn't realize it was in, that good. That's fair. Look, totally fair. But Spurs have Harry Kane had 17 points against Southampton not too long ago. That was <laughs> right. only a few weeks ago. Right. They play at Southampton this week. Then they go through that terrible stretch with United, Liverpool, and that's not terrible anymore. They play Arsenal at home. They'll win that game. <laughs> they'll they'll win that six six or seven to one. <laughs> two tough ones in a row they get the liverpool rematch they have to play united which is now they play united at home which right. is which is them you know them being a little bit you know i think the chip on the shoulder is on the spurs side with that right. one so you know you don't expect a 4-1 spurs win against liverpool you know obviously this time now i just think it'll still be a good match but after that that is like this is they have the same kind of schedule after they play arsenal really where you just say yes. this is this is great, pack your team, I, and and right now I don't think you know, like obviously you're not getting rid of Kane. You can't possibly. You, how could you if you have Son right now? Which I am so glad that I've had him since their double game week. That is like that. The, there is so many points to be had here, and I feel like this is really good. Because it near, I feel like this is a near guarantee, thanks to Arsenal just crapping their season away. Yeah, that, no kidding. That Spurs will not finish outside the top five, like Scott wanted. It's true. <laughs> I, 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 I have season. that bet written down here in front of me. So I thought they would. This, I feel like their 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 quality is starting to show, and they have the schedule to just you know there well, there's a lot positive here. I, I want to give Pochettino some credit because we slammed him around this time last year when Son finally got playing time. And we were like, why Why doesn't he play him all the time? And then all of a sudden, sure enough, he ends up taking him out of the lineup. Man, right? that Kane, Deli, Erickson, Son is at brutal. the front yep. is ridiculous. It is. It's as ridiculous as anybody else can put on the field right now. Just about. And now with it them getting arguable. healthier, and now with them getting healthier in the back, now having Wanyama and uh Alderweireld's probably two or three weeks away. Yeah. Uh this is it's I mean their defense is, really misses him. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Anyway. Brian, well, what's that player's name? Yeah, we need to we need to learn how to say this new Everton player's name. <sighs> Who's going to rescue them from relegation, Brian? <laughs> All right. Yeah, this is a they they need a, they need a guy to save them and who better than our how to say That's right. character That's right. for the week. Our favorite moment. Dave, is there going to be music 
for this segment? Um, typically, historically, I've I found something. Yeah, sure. If you can find this music for this segment, I would like it to be the song "Fantasy" by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Please. I, I know you're not going to do it. I don't even know why I bother asking. <laughs> this week's "How to Say" takes us back to Turkey. Something that, pronunciation-wise, I was hoping I wouldn't have to say at the very least until CIA service is made obligatory for all American males over the age of 35. The start date for that initiative, I assume, is the 12th of never. (laughs) That's a line, that's a thing from the the Earth, Earth, Wind, and Fire song that, oh, yeah, that sure. I'm asking you. Well, I mean, I knew. So it's, it's doubly appropriate. I mean, I'm sure he's going to time it. Oh, yeah, perfect. Music. Anyways, the fact is that as soon as Everton announced the signing of this Turkish striker, he's German, really, I knew my fate was sealed. <laughs> it's true. You volunteered for this one. For <laughs> just like, it was coming. Just as the old Turkish proverb says... May the pear be cooked on the tree and fall into my mouth. <laughs> That's an actual <laughs> Turkish problem. Overall, I take that to mean that Turkish pronunciation exercises are not unlike having a boiling hot pear land in my mouth. <laughs> That's true. But hey, let's have some fun with this thing, right? Learning time. Guess what I learned this time about Turkish? That um, there is two types of Turkish consonants, strong and weak. Our German-born Turkish Toffee's first name, as you can see with your eyeballs, is a regular old C. Guess what? That is a weak consonant. It is a weak Turkish consonant. Really? The regular old C. You know what happens to consonants when they're weak, don't you? Mm, You guessed it. They get pronounced like J's. (laughs) What? (laughs) You're kidding me. The letter J. The frailty. No. No. The letter I, I, no, no, let no, me no, no, finish no. my joke. <laughs> the letter J, the frailty syndrome of letters. That makes this guy's first name Jenk. No. Very disappointing, as I was hoping it was going to sound more like clunk. <laughs> In fairness to this how to say, and more importantly to the Turks, Jenk's name is not terribly bad because there's not one accent in his name anywhere, which is great. Accents, as another famous Turkish saying goes, are the devil's scimitar. (laughs) The only pronunciation issue really on the last name for Jenk is the U at the end. It is simply an oo sound. So the stress is more in the second half of his last name, which makes this Everton season-saving long-shot striker's name Jenk Tosun. Tosun. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So NBC, NBC got Jenk uh, right. right. So, Jenk so, Tosun. But they did not get Tosun right. That, Tosun? They say Tosun. Yes. It is ooh. I, that, I, that is, there is absolutely no question about what the letter U in Turkish yeah. is pronounced like. Yeah. It is I love it. Ooh. Listen, if there's one thing that I don't doubt in this world, Scott, it's our how to say segment. <laughs> it's a Brian J. pronunciation. 24,000 no 24, FPL managers jumped on him 
in the first in his in his what? opening appearance. Twenty four thousand people they be 24, own him Turks. right I, now my, to their detriment. To their detriment. Well, but interestingly enough, he ended up starting. I mean, I get it, but what did he do? Well, it was against. Yeah, no, sure. Okay, I'm not saying fantasy wise that was a great decision. I'm just saying the fact that they picked him up and then started him is interesting because who would have thought he was going to start? Thrown well, straight to the fire, Big Sam. I mean, you everyone heard it. I mean, yeah. he he Which, acknowledged what a risk it was. Yeah, and and I. And, and he said, if it doesn't work out, it's going to be on me, which right. I like that he threw that out there. Hey, on the plus side for Everton, and then we can get out of this. Yeah. They play City and Liverpool back-to-back. Sorry, it's Pool and then City, March 31st and April 7th. Other than that, they don't play back-to-back matches against any anyone and that's good, that's really good, the rest of the season. Yeah. Only three matches left in the entire season for them against anyone in the current top six. So they, I mean, obviously it's the Premier League. Anything can happen any week. But you would just say most of the, all, all but really three of their matches that are left are, are matches that you would say are winnable. Yeah. Let's just, uh, l- let me just uh, let you guys know that you've heard it here first on the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast that the Everton striker is going to be, at some point, referred to as Jank Turkish Delight Tosu. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> Bournemouth 2, Arsenal 1. Bournemouth 2, Arsenal. I-, I watched this match for about 60-something minutes. Mm-hmm. It was 1-0 Arsenal. Then I saw the final score, and I said, no, nah, there's no way. But it was. Callum oh. Wilson and Jordan Ibe. Oh, there's Ibe. a way, Scott. Callum Wilson and Jordan Ibe scoring uh, late in the second half, I think four minutes apart, <sighs> overcome Hector Bellerin's goal, the lone goal for Arsenal. That Three light, points. That light cherry. clunking is my forehead on my microphone. <laughs> Callum Wilson. Callum yeah. Wilson. Is that regret, Brian? Yeah, it is. Because I had him. He was my guy. I feel like I've been saying his name a lot. And he's very good. And he's all they have. And he's making the most of it. Yeah, his last his last four games, 7-2-6-12. I think you just have to ask yourself this question. Will Bournemouth survive this season? Um, it seems... Like they should. Put yourselves on the spot, gentlemen. Brian, you say yes. Dave, will Bournemouth survive this season? Uh, yes. They're better but, than Stoke. Yes, the answer is yes. They're better yes. than Stoke. They're better than Swansea. And I I would have to say they're, West they're, better, they're better than West, West Brom. Brom. Oh, they're better than Brighton They're and better than Brighton. They should be better and than they, Huddersfield better, for they sure. they should be better than Huddersfield. They're at least as good as Newcastle. And they've done Agree. this before. Right. For a couple of years now. I agree. I think the answer is yes. So then the next question is... And, and they have better players. Well, that's my point. So then the next question is, who's going to help them do that? The guys that are playing. Callum Wilson Callum is Wilson. at the top of that list. Yeah. Assuming he can stay healthy. That's always uh, been his absolutely issue. Right. Right? Yeah, absolutely right. No, but right now he's good. Uh, Dave, I mean, Callum Wilson is real. I feel like is it. You got a goal from Jordan Ibe, which kudos to the fantasy Premier League themselves. No, no one's playing Jordan Ibe. Well, they said they had him on their team. They had him as a did like really? ones to watch. Yeah, I promise. They did going into the week. Good yeah, for them. Amazing. Whoever it was that Against put Arsenal. 
Yes, I'm not joking. That's job, amazing. FBI. Yeah, very good. Someone's Wasn't doing some list. crazy um, scouting. Kudos. Uh, Ryan Frazier assist in the match too. Not yeah. Matt. Not Matt Frazier. Not Dave Frazier. Not Ryan Frazier Crane. Short stuff. Ryan Frazier. Frazier um, Crane. <laughs> no Junior Stanislaus still, which is you know, there's nothing to count on there. Josh King is out. Yeah. Callum Wilson. Callum That's Callum Wilson. Wilson. Callum Wilson. Uh, Charlie Daniels is a midfielder, not a defender. But he is playing. He's a defender still. We all know this. The point is, it's Callum Wilson, and that's really it for for Bournemouth. Yeah. Dave, do you want to just do your Arsenal moment? Yes, yes he should. Dave, I know you got. You want to get this off your chest. And then I have a question well, for you after. So I have a question for you after you're done with your moment. My moment is going to be pretty quick. Uh, and it revolves. I picked three words slash phrases, and they all start with the same letter. The letter is P. And these are my thoughts. Oh boy, I know what's coming of of this performance, and and honestly, for a lot of the performances this year, pathetic, putrid, okay, hmm. and pussy willows. Hmm. <laughs> That's like a soft piss poor. Yeah, uh. piss poor. Sure, sure. You could add piss poor in there. Now, look, I'm. I mean, I'm frustrated. Is it to be expected? Yeah, a little bit. Look, the the lineup that they have out there. Once I saw it, I, and I realized, and I think I put this up there on Slack. They got a lot of starters that were this guy. A lot of players that started opening day are not in the lineup That's right true. now. Youngest Premier League lineup in more than five years. So. I don't think my expectations should be too high, but let me tell you, they should be able to win this game. They had enough talent on the field to be able to win this game. The the reason why, and, and they should have, Brian. You said the same thing whenever they lost um, in the FA Cup. Yes, yes. They started a completely young team. I wonder, and and, and I'll say it again, this chemistry, because this lineup's never been out there before and they don't have a ton of starts together, does that affect affect you on the field, on the pitch, when you're playing a team when they pretty much have the same starting 11 out there, just like happened in the FA Cup? Now, here's the bottom line. They're a club, honestly, that's big enough that you should be able to overcome it regardless of the situation. And a lot of those players out there are good, but the problem is they're not around other star players. So you could have a, a team full of good guys and they're just going to be blah, right? You got to have so, at least one standout person. Lacazette should be that guy, but he, he he didn't play like it. And he's been struggling recently. Scott, he might fall into the category of players whose form suffers around the Christmas holidays. Hmm. Just like Murata, right? Sure. So anyways, look, I'm frustrated. And um, I think most Arsenal fans are. I, there's there's some some lot of rumors that I'm tired of hearing and listening <laughs> about because sure. I just want something to happen. Well, let me address those rumors and bring this well, back. Well, Dave, to yeah, you had fantasy. A what, bit. what did I miss, just, Brian? Just that Sanchez Sanchez doesn't. I mean, he's in the middle of the Sanchez turmoil. Yeah, you have Saga. Ozil. Ozil misses. Yeah, which. It seems like now never good whenever he's out. It's true. Which is a huge as much turnaround crap for as you. I give him all, uh, where, I know. Where I've given him some credit and crap in the past. But here recently, when he's not in there, 
the team really struggles. Well, official- you should say that, but also Sanchez, the last three matches in the league that he hasn't played, Arsenal has lost. That's correct. Not even drawn, That's lost. correct, yeah. So Ozil has officially, the official reason is knee inflammation. Right. So he said so that was his most That sounds recent. like... That sounds like he sadness. Can, he can fall into the he can fall into the pussy willow yeah, category. Yeah, sadness knee sure. is, is really <laughs> sadness a tough knees. One. Yeah, and then you're are, you knew you were down Nacho. Nacho's close, but not but but not need there. him back bad. And and Koscielny had an Achilles flare up. Yeah. So like the, the one silver lining was that Ramsey came in as a sub. Right. So, so he'll Ramsey, probably start you have Ramsey week. back. You, you know, obviously that and and uh, and uh, but Giroud's still been out. Right. You still have no Giroud. And you have all these other injuries, Dave. This is this is this is this is a rough patch. This isn't this isn't great. <laughs> nope, this not, is not ideal great. for Arsenal right now. And and it's in fact it's it's in such a state that the club has never been so active in the January transfer window. True story. And and the fact that they might get a bumerang in exchange for <laughs> for Giroud maybe. That's a how to and say. Cash, Dave. My question is, and McTarian for Sanchez. I mean, there's just knows? so much stuff. Can I? Can, let me just ask you guys this, Brian. How many Arsenal players do you own? None, Dave. None. I don't either. I mean, there is no one to own. Are you going to own anyone before February first? Not a chance. No, not a chance. Me neither. Who knows who's going to be there? Yeah. Who knows? Agree. There is only one. Dave. Petr check. Dave. Other than the fact that he has scored in back-to-back games, Hector. and that he has oh, played, I'm- and that he's played ninety minutes in every match this season, give me one good reason why I should buy Hector Bellerin. Hector Bellerin has had is starting to find a little bit of offensive form. Surprisingly, look where he is. Please. In overall scoring. Look where he is in overall scoring. There's a big four. It, is, he, is he top five? There's a big four among the defenders, and then there's a drop-off to five, but that's where he sits. He's in fifth. fifth. He's in fifth. He's fifth. Fifth. That's pretty, that's pretty sneaky up there, isn't it? Sneaky. <laughs> right? Yes. He's ahead of He's ahead of Phil Jones. He's ahead of Kyle Walker. What's his price? He's like ahead of, Mc, of McGuire. What's his price? 6.1. That's, that's reasonable. He's twelve point nine percent owned. That's that's pretty good too. The only thing I can think is anyone who's had him has probably thought that's it. I can't do it anymore. And then and he then, has a good week, and, and they then can't he has sell a him. good week, and then you can't do anything <laughs> about it. Yeah. Or they have a good run of matches, and you're like, well, I can't do it now. It's what yeah. happened with Kolasinets, right? For that for a long time this season, where I was like, no, not now's not the time. And now Kolasinets can't find the field. Yeah, uh, for yeah, but various he's been reasons. he's been knocked up. The second he's healthy, don't he's coming back. Up. Okay, I just don't. I mean, I I don't. I I feel like owning Kolasinets is a is a is crazy right now. Sold uh, them. Sold yeah, them sure. before my wild. It, 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 it currently it is crazy. You anyway, I just thought. Right now. I I can't. I feel like the Bellerin looking overall Bellerin st- season statistics is um is weird. That is that. I feel like that is an anomaly. Yeah, but at six point one, you're not going to buy up to him. It'd be really hard. And there's no one above him in price that I want to sell to come down to him. Yeah, 
probably true. You can't get from four dollar four something guys to him <laughs> easily. And if you have Alonzo Azpilicueta, Otamendi, or Valencia, there's no there's oh, yeah. no way in the world you're getting rid exactly. of them to exactly. get Beller. And you're exactly right. Exactly Scott. my point. And we even said you might want to get Kyle Walker, who scored three less points overall this season and is half a pound more expensive. I'd keep Kyle Walker before I sell him to Probably. go down to Hector Bellerin. Probably, but if I'm going to own Kyle Walker, I would own one John Stones. There you go. Although, if I had Cola Sheenitz, I could <laughs> find that point, too, to get to Hector Bellerin. That's true. But you have to be an Arsenal fan to want to stay with Arsenal. I know. True. I know. Crystal Palace, one. Burnley, nil. Burnley's still in seventh, but danger, Will They're Robinson. struggling. The lone goal in this one coming from Bakary Sako, who, surprise, top scorer on Crystal Palace so far this season in what, all competitions. What in the world? Hey, I love it when the soccer gods properly act, Brian. Okay. Sako was, should have scored earlier in the match. Did you see that play? No, but tell me about it. I wish you wouldn't have asked that because I don't remember the exact play, but I okay. remember thinking when I saw it. The point is Man, that what goes around comes around, Sacco, and, and it came good for Sacco him. Sacco got wronged. I can't remember exactly what it was, but he got wronged okay. and in a significant fashion. And then about, I think I feel like it was around the 10-minute mark. And then around around the 20-minute mark, he scored, and I thought, you know what? All is right. The soccer gods didn't punish him. He still got his. Like, it was one of those things where I don't, again, Forgive me for not remembering the exact situation, but I feel like if I would have been him at the time, as I'm running back up the field, I kind of want to, you know, probably would have slipped the referee a little bird or something, you know, like like take that, you know, and yeah. one. I would have walked by him and said, and one, you know, <laughs> said, said that. Um, Sako's got three goals in like two total games worth of minutes played. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like he, like he his comes, goals per yeah, minute is probably yeah, it's pretty, pretty high. good. Yeah. Um, Nothing is as impressive for Crystal Palace as should have won 1-0 against City. Like, that's their peak this season. This beating Burnley, I feel like right now for them, that's not too far off of their 2-1 Chelsea win that started this whole thing. Yeah. Like, it's just a really solid win. I know they're a little different at home. You know, it's it's a different atmosphere for them at home. But and Burnley doesn't do much attacking wise, but they still won. They won the game. Good for Crystal Palace. I don't feel bad at all about saying Crystal Palace resurgence every time we say it. No, absolutely. And Dave, that painful monologue you just did about Bakary Sako. <laughs> uh, the answer is that he <laughs> there's a slide tackle in the penalty box by James Tarkowski. Yes, thank you. That's that exactly. Oh, that guy clear, he cleared his leg. Yes, goal. I did see that. By the way, I don't think that was a foul. But we can argue about that yeah, off air. Then you are crazy. How would I be crazy? Sako jumped over his leg. No. Oh, no, he got on, completely. Man. Tarkowski now listen, slid through him. Uh, he scissored false. his legs. Absolutely false. Go back and look at the replay. I'm watching it right now on mute. That's how I was able to give you the answer that you were desperately searching for You're for blind. four and a half minutes. I of knew our podcast. it was so obvious. Look, I just couldn't remember on the spot. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, it's time for a. Uh, it's time for the Vatican to replace the Pope. Uh, Nick Pope. Uh, Nick Pope. What's happened? One save. And I want to... Uh, I, this, I'm going to segue this information with uh, a fun new segment. 
<laughs> oh, uh, wow. In Nick Pope's first eight matches, Nick Pope had 37 saves. All right, eight matches, 37 saves. In his last 12 matches, mm-hmm. 28 saves. Yikes. In a segment, <laughs> in a segment we like to call, hey, you guys want to know a weird stat about Burnley? <laughs> I love that segment. <laughs> I do like to call it that. Burnley has allowed 366 shots. Most of any team in the Premier League this season. Wow. Burnley has allowed 97 shots on target. Eighth best in the Premier League. Burnley has allowed 366 total shots, which is the most of any team allowed of any shots of any team in the Premier League. They've only allowed 97 shots on target, which is eighth best in the Premier League. Isn't that a weird stat about Burnley? That is a weird, a really I don't weird know. stat. Maybe it means they're packing the box, and therefore, uh, you know, they're they don't have possession. Uh, clubs are are able to get shots off, but they're not getting them on target because of the defenders in the way. Almost 16 shots allowed per game, That's but only four, just over four shots on target allowed per game. And you know what? Some of those are going in now, and that's why Nick Pope is not as attractive as he was when they were getting clean sheet after clean sheet. You might, do you want to know how many shots they take on target per game? Two? Three. Ah. 3.22 shots on target per game for Burnley so far this season. Wow. Not great. Wow. Especially for Palace with all the injuries they have, especially, especially to their defense. And the fact that they did not, now we know Andros Townsend is out for probably a month. Yeah. Uh, Ruben Loftus Cheek has been out with a mystery knock for a while now. Uh, Like their attack is still, like, for them to get anything with guys, with their, the players that they have out right now. I, I feel like it's just good. It's just all good for Crystal Palace right now. And I feel like that should make people feel good. Roy Hodgson is doing a great job. He is doing a great job. We said that last week, yeah. and I'll say it again and this it week. it continues, especially because they, they don't have a deep team, and they've had some injuries to some key players, and they're figuring out a way to grind out results. And Menteke still's not doing anything. And, and they just like said, well, said, screw it. We'll get someone up there to do something. Sokka will do it instead. Yeah. Um, this is your match that features two cut-rate defenders. Would you like to know who they are? They, they got to be is on one of them Fosu there's one, Yes, there's one on each uh, team. Is it? And I hate that it took Timothy Fosu-Mensa getting three bonus points in this match. I think he got all three. Uh, he did. To get, to get a mention here, but at 4.4. 4, yeah. And now we also know Scott Dan had, uh, I think he has a meniscus tear that needs surgery. He's out for a while. They, the, right, the official word is that he will might, might not be ready for the start of next season. And, Brian, oh. the only reason why I'm going to put yeah. a little bit of cold water on your Fosu Mensa mention is the fact that— United won him back. Well, maybe, but also right after that Scott Dan injury, Roy Hodgson said we need to replace him in the January window. And if that's the case, I, I wonder if Fosu Mensa stays in the lineup. Yeah, but True. Fosu but they Mensa's also like a right or left back. 
But well, we also know that they are losing Jeffrey Schlupp. Jeffrey Schlupp. Lester calling him back? Who's been very good. Jeffrey oh, Schlupp no. needs ankle surgery. Yes. yes they are just yes. very thin. That's the only reason why my my feeling is for a guy who was man of the match against Manchester City. Like, this is... He was so good that it was... it it caused Manchester United fans to say, hey, we should get that guy back again. Mm. Um, it's just somebody that I feel like you, you know, 4.4, can't really go wrong. And the other one is Phil Bardsley. Uh, He's like the fourth guy we haven't talked about this year. Four, it's just that everyone, I mean, you want a way into the, if you want a way into the Burnley defense, Phil Bardsley's 4.3 you want to, hey, in a segment we like to call, you want to know a weird stat about Phil Bardsley. Sure. For some reason, <laughs> his his ownership has increased from just over 5,000 to just under 50,000 since, since when he started playing, and his price has not gone up. That which is, is a massive so, percentage. Yeah. That's change. a lot of ownership to go up and still be 4.3. Matt Lowton was playing for them, and then he got hurt. Phil Bardsley's come in, and he hasn't given up the spot. And so yeah. Matt Lowton's been not on any injury report anywhere, and Bardsley's just staying in there. So just two guys. Two guys, that's all. Hey, yeah, well well done. I was going to mention Patrick Van Anholt, but his price I don't think makes him that appealing at 5.1. Certainly not yet. Not until he starts scoring goals. I agree. Watford 2, Southampton 2, James Ward-Prowse putting two in for the Saints. Uh, but Watford storm back with Andre Gray and Decore's arm. Decore with the ultra-rare karate chop. I think Brian... The karate chop that stands. I think Brian sent me a text right as Decore scored, and it, it went something along the lines of, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, the man knows only <laughs> how to put shots on goal into the net. It's However, unbelievable. For someone who's done that so well this year, he found a very new and creative way to do it yeah, in this did. match. Oh let me gosh. let me just dive right in. I don't want to talk about this match. Can we just, can we just <laughs> not talk about this? You want to talk about I, hate, I hate both of these teams so badly. I hate them. Richarlison did nothing. He was a casualty of my wild card, and I will not regret that to the end yeah, of the I season. Yeah, I guess not. Uh, I, I will say this, though. I mean, Ducouré continues to stay steady. I mean, you can disagree with how the the goal went in, but the points stand. Yeah, both, don't you don't you hate it though? Both, I'd sure, but on the scoreboard and in your fantasy lineup, it all scores the same. Hand, foot, head doesn't matter how it goes doesn't in. Doesn't matter as long as the goal stands. I, I I'm going to jump right into what I chose for this week's manager quote of the week. Great, spoken by Mauricio Pellegrino, and I told you at the top of this show that I think this is the explanation for everything that's wrong with Southampton. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah, yes. Yeah. I'm going to give you the first sentence. I'm going to stop, and we'll talk about it, and then I'll give you the whole quote after that. Okay. Discussing the Decore goal, he says this. I never see this type of mistake in the Premier League before. All right. End the quote right there. That's that's the problem. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month in the Premier League. (laughs) We've seen it at least three times this year. And he says, I've never seen this mistake. Yes, you have. Or, Or if you haven't, you're not watching, and that's why Southampton sucks. <laughs> uh, Mauricio Pellegrino's not watching. See, this is you're you're not. This is making it worse. 
He's not watching matches. You're gonna. This is gonna. Southampton's gonna give me a migraine this year. <laughs> he says to continue to live this unjust injustice is really hard. <laughs> I think we have to try VAR, video assistant replays. Uh, re sorry, referees, and analyze if it's possible to help the sport to make better decisions, even for the referee. He's never seen. He's never seen this before. Are you kidding me? How hey, many man. times have we talked about goals scored you with arms expect, this year? You can't expect a guy to watch every second of every game, Scott. I do, and I don't get paid to! <laughs> you can't expect him to have it part of his job to watch game film of other teams or something. Come on, man. You know, it's funny. I, I, I guess I, I do. The funny thing is I do. And the fact that he said, I, I get it. I'm, I'm taking him literally, and I shouldn't. Number one, this isn't his first language. Number two... He's using hyperbole, but still, come on. That's you got to admit that's pretty funny. Uh, anything else to say regarding no. um, anything else to say regarding fantasy relevance in this? I mean, Shane Long didn't score. No. Could no. have the Just, fact that he didn't is telling. But some people are making a lot out of the fact that he was very active. Yeah. Do we care? No. Shane no. Long's still fast. That's for sure. Yeah, but he's also still errant. Charlie Austin is nowhere near, and obviously. There couldn't be a far, whatever cliff of relevance Manolo Gabbiadini has fallen off. Oh. Uh, well, he there is no rescue for him. He's sad, right? I think eyes. he fell straight off the cliffs of Broadchurch. Ooh, <laughs> wow! Nice reference. I Good. love that show. That's man. a great show. Um, no, there's nothing else. There's nothing else. The one guy, Daryl Jan Mott. I'll stop it right now. But like, but you you are a nut job if you take if you're gonna take a, a Watford defender on your team right now. Very good. Huddersfield one, West Ham four. Joe Lolly scoring Man. for the Terriers, but who cares? Joe it's all Lally's about killing me. Of course, a guy. Of course, Joe Lolly takes away the clean <laughs> sheet from West Ham. Brutal. I of mean, course. I had Adrian Anagbana cruising on a clean sheet. Cruising for 40 minutes. I mean, he scored in the first yeah. half. Trust me. They had no other chances to score the rest of the game. <laughs> That's valid. They were Aaron Moy got the assist, though. Oh, Somehow yeah. keeps him finding that a way to valid. get a point here and there. The Hammers goals scored by Mark Noble. Marco. Again, Marco. And then Manuel Anzini with a brace. But let me give you Scott's stat of the day really quick. And now it's time for Scott's stat of the day. And okay. that stat is the number one. The number one. That's how many doubles Manuel Lanzini has scored in the Premier League in his career. Wow. So before you chase his goals, know that this was the first pump, time pump, pump the brakes. he's put a brace in in a Premier League match. Marco Marnadovic is playing so good right now, his first name is going to be stitched on the back of his jersey in bold and underlined and italicized. Swiss-Brazilian Marco? Marco Arnautovic is off the charts. He has made... He's so good that Chicharito has played 140 minutes in the last six matches. If you want to know the math on that, that's not even 25 minutes per match. Amazing. By hey, the way, I know that Marco's not Swiss. This, the, uh, <laughs> Let me get those, that in there really okay, quick. Those stats, Brian, I mean, stats. Uh, Brother Matt swears that he's just not going to own him because... Because this is gonna, this form's gonna die, and who knows? Maybe it might. But what I would say is, this is the Marco Arnautovic 
that was playing for Stoke that we fell in love with a few years ago. We have expected these types of performances to come from him. Mm-hmm. Holy crap, his last five matches, 9, 7, 15, 5, and 16. No, listen, there's a really good reason why you should not see Marco's resurgence as temporary, and that's because David Moyes came to the club as manager, and he said, Marco, get it together. Now, I'm going to help you get it together by giving you the freedom to explore up front like you did at Stoke. And not only has Marco gotten it together, but he has embraced yeah. that freedom. And and that's not going away. David Moyes is going to not, let Marco be Marco. Why would you change it? You're not going with to. With these results. He, that is his, that's his ticket out of the relegation zone. That's David Moyes' ticket out of the relegation zone, is letting Marco be Marco. That is not going to change. The only thing that's going to get in Marco's way is Marco. And right now, I don't see that happening. No. He's enjoying himself at West Ham. You get Marco and you play him. Hey, Lanzini's last five matches, Lanzini is a 6.8 bedillion pounds and Marco is a, at a seven. But Lanzini's last five, 15, 2, 1, 5, and 14. Who would you rather own? You're not going to own both. No, Marco. It's not, okay. even, not even a question. Scott Saturday seals that for me. Yeah. I yeah, agree. it's too close in price. It would be more like uh, if I owned Wilfred Zaha still right now, and I didn't, and I could absolutely not find the money, I would st- I would be okay switching him for Lanzini on the grounds that three of the next four for West Ham are at home, and they play Bournemouth, Palace. Brighton and Watford, and the away and the away game there is Brighton. I don't know. Uh, if the, you're looking for the money, go to Marco. I know you should be able to. What I'm saying is, the three of the next four, like those next four matches, you are you in this form? You think Marco's going to slow down against Bournemouth? No. No. Against Palace? No. With their with their destroyed backline at home West Ham playing at home yeah yeah at Brighton I know Brighton is the seventh overall the best defense as far as goals allowed but still like it's Brighton Marco Man. will test that and then Watford who could not be worse no they could be worse they could be Stoke <laughs> that's the only worst that they could be uh, but what I'm ooh. saying is this schedule at least for the next four like the thing that's really annoying, Dave, is what you said at the beginning. West Ham's defense all of this time against matches, like all these matches where it's just like, okay, they should be able to do this against Newcastle. Yep. They should be able to do this against West Brom. Yep. And they don't. And so all of a sudden, like I I I I felt much better about one of the having one of their defenders several weeks ago, and now I feel like I just should probably ignore it and take my chances with someone else other than that marco newcastle one swansea one yosalu and jordan ayu are your goal scorers that's the only thing you needed to say for this match is that jordan, jordan ayu scored, scored a goal yeah that's it well i am going to give out the cameron jerome wasteful player of the week award here uh this one is a no-brainer to me uh this award obviously named after uh, the former Norwich striker who, when Norwich was in the Premier League, 
feature. No one was more wasteful. Than no him. one was more wasteful than Cameron Jerome. Part of the reason probably why they went down, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, he has now been sold to Darby County. Yes. And Darby County's pretty decent in the and championship. They might get promoted. We could see Cameron Jerome back in the Premier League, and that would make me happy. That would be in fun. the meantime. We continue to give out the award named after him for the player who is the most wasteful, sometimes in terms of quality, meaning you cost your team some points yep. in this match by missing the chance you had, and in some cases for quantity. I'd say Dwight Gale, oh, man. he qualified on the basis of both. I just have that picture in my head of his header in the box that he sent about five yards to the left of goal. I can't believe he missed it as it badly went for as a he throw did. In. <laughs> Just about. Oh. Dwight Gale. And that wasn't his only missed opportunity, which is why I say quality and quantity of his wastefulness were both apparent in this match. Dwight Gale, congratulations. You have earned the Cameron Jerome Wasteful Player of the Week Award this week. That's too bad. Dwight Gale seemed like a could be one of those bargain guys like making the... Never making, saw make, that coming. Making good on, no. on all the preseason hype for him, but... Nope. Just can't. Just He's another one of those it. guys who didn't make it in the Premier League the first time, did decent in the championship, not doing it in the Premier League again this year. Newcastle, Newcastle should sell him to a championship club where he belongs. West Brom 2, Brighton nil. Big win for the Baggies on the backs yeah, of Johnny say. Evans and Craig Dawson. Welcome back, West Brom Fall 2016. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chris Brunt, yep. with the with an assist. Jay Rodriguez getting some more points for the season, but is anyone chasing Johnny Evans or Craig Dawson here? No, because of the club. But at the same time, if Johnny Evans goes to City, then maybe. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Uh, but then he's going to be part of a rotation, right? You never maybe. know. It's all, a lot of what if at this point. All the bonus points went to def- defense and goals in this yeah. one even with a bonus point uh shane duffy got one but still ended up with two points total <laughs> i was gonna say uh no uh just just i know i mean not that you're using them much anyway but i i would say i i don't feel bad at all saying brighton's usefulness this this fantasy season is running out mm. six of their last four 15, six of the last 15 matches are against what the FPL is, is showing you as green-rated opponents. So mm-hmm. Only six of the last 15. One of those is at Palace in April. I don't necessarily see that as a, as a positive matchup for them. No. They have a lot of really rough matchups the rest of this season. Good for them that they have the points that they have when they got them. If you want to get rid of Pascal Gross altogether for the rest of the season, you sh- you you definitely have the green light for a guy who's still pretty high up there on the list. Yeah. Anyway, it's interesting. We uh, when the season started, I was pretty low on all three promoted clubs: yep. Brighton, Huddersfield, and Newcastle. And uh, and so far, they've proven me wrong for the most part, uh, especially Brighton and Newcastle. I'm sorry, Brighton and uh, and Huddersfield. But you look at the table now, and all three fell pretty significantly just on the basis of this one match week. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're now sitting in 14th, 15th, and 16th. Uh, Brighton's only three points out of the relegation zone. Uh, we could end up still being very, uh, very right about those promoted could clubs be. this year. Maybe. 
Scott, uh, where, where can people find us? Hey, you know what? We're found anywhere that you can find something called Fantasy Soccer FC. All right. Website, fantasysoccerfc.com, Facebook, Twitter. Um, I mean, you name it, we're out there. We've got a blog series going on right now comparing college football here in the United States, American football, yeah. to uh, the Premier League and its structure. And uh, it's coming to a close here in the next couple of weeks, so you want to get caught up on the first four or five posts. Uh, feel free to do that. Uh, fantasysoccerfc.com. Again, Facebook, Twitter, we're there. We're active, and uh, and you can find us uh, out there on the social media. One more shameless plug if you're still listening to us. Hey, and you haven't given us a, a rating on your iTunes and or whatever other medium that you're listening to us, give us a good rating. helps other people find us. Like I always say, like DraftKings, who happen to always tweet at us. Hey, by the way, should we hire that guy who reached out to us to, to get a job with DraftKings? Um, yeah, well, I think we should, but I think we should let him know That we're truth. not DraftKings? Yeah. Okay. All right. And, and maybe yeah. if he's a fellow listener, uh, you know, maybe we can let him know right now. Maybe we just did. Yeah. I think maybe he'll get the idea. Sure. Hey, anyways. What about Gabriel Jesus? We <laughs> never mentioned Gabriel Jesus. I did briefly. Shut up, Brian. We're trying to close the oh, show. Oh, sorry. Hey, for the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast, we'll talk about Jesus next week. Until next time.